Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. No one is looking to no one. pry into. I understand, I and I think anyone. I think anyone will understand. That's not what you said the other night. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry. I'm <sighs> making a decision right in this moment. I was um, busy. I think that's the word that we used to use before the pandemic. I've been busy this week. And because of that, I was not able to watch either New York or Beverly Hills in real time. And so there was a lot of people talking and commenting on both Beverly Hills, but in this case, New York. And I've made the decision, I think, to not recap it because it just sounds so horrific from top to tail that I'm a little nervous to watch it. And I think I'm just going to protect myself from from Ramona. It seems like there have been um, several support groups uh, formed for the victims of Ramona Singer and whatever the fuck she did this week. I think I'm just going to not. I think I'm just going to not. Yeah, I think I'm going to not. I know a lot of you guys come here because you know that like I'm going to be a bitch about things. <laughs> and I get that. I'm I'm fine with that. But today I just like I'm just not in the mood you know I'm like actively cramping I'm a total menstrual case and I just don't want to take it on so I'm not going to okay thank you um so let's talk about Beverly Hills because um frankly that was enough mess for two episodes two franchises two seasons of two franchises really I mean we're now 
doing the thing that I knew Beverly Hills could do, which is like, give us drama. And like, if we're going to latch on to something, let it be something of substance and let us all be actively involved in it and let there be distinct lines drawn. Like right side of history, wrong side of history, watching this, knowing what we know now is just like, well, do we know a whole lot more than, than when the LA Times article came out? Kind of, kind of. And working with that knowledge, I'm, I'm just like, I feel honored to watch these episodes <laughs> because this is giving everything that I want in Housewives, particularly in Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, I want a bunch of white women talking about how another woman woman is uh, poor, is a scammer, is in financial trouble. Like, I mean, let's be real. Like, let's let's be really real. The Brandy seasons were great because she was like just like the poor, and I'm using poor in quotes here, the poor whirling dervish just mess. And now we're getting it again in a different form, in a different flavor, wrapped in um, riddled and cash and mystery or whatever her old uh, tagline was. Um, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I am here for it. So let's talk about the episode. Oh, so last we saw them, they were uh, at Dorit's group meeting that Sutton had uh, called all the women to talking about Erica and Sutton saying, listen, I've really thought about all the red flags alarms have gone off i've even spoken to attorney to an attorney about what we as like the cast members she don't say cast members but you know we as this group um have gotten ourselves into by associating with erica and then sutton says i'm not sure how much i want to be around my friend during this time okay and you know she says i'm not being a fair weather friend i'm protecting myself I don't want my name in an article that's associated with this. And Lisa's like, well, why would it really matter? And in a confessional sentence says, I'm on the boards of ballets and other, you know, bullshit, rich people stuff. Um, I just like, can't have my name being besmirched out here in these streets. How am I going to get on a board again? Okay. How am I going to do that? Uh, Lisa says she doesn't care about all that stuff. And Sutton's like, okay, I do. And then Lisa asks Sutton, what if Erica's innocent? And Sutton's like, well, then I'll eat crow pie all day. And they're like, okay, okay. In a confessional, Lisa says, why the fuck are you thinking about your reputation here? Your friend's hurting here and your friend's going through something pretty major and you're thinking about your reputation? Yeah, girl. <laughs> Cut to um, August... 2021 when the lawyers are um writing up hey all you girls all of bravo production and all of you ladies that have been filming with erica show us all the receipts we need all the footage and all the evidence that you got yeah yeah she is thinking about herself and she's damn right to do it sutton says right now i'm way more important than erica girardi to me and Lisa says, well, that's very honest in a way that would make you think that she was like impressed or at least appreciated Sutton's forthrightness. And but then back in a confessional, Lisa's like, you know, princesses worry about their reputation. Queens don't. Oh, OK. OK, Lisa. 
<laughs> she really thought she did something there, and you did not. And so at this point, I have to issue a call to arms, and I have coined a specific term that I'm really hoping nobody else has done because I quite like it, and I don't want to seem like a copycat, but I have um, come to terms with the fact that I... And these are for all of these people who, like me, do not really fuck with Sutton. We think she's weird. We think there's something off-putting and strange about her. But we're absolutely standing for and, uh, you know, wh- what's my word? Where my, where's my word? Find your words, Kara. <laughs> Just absolutely supportive of what Sutton is doing with regard to Erica I am going to refer to myself as a slutton for justice. I love what she's doing. I think she is completely right to say all the things that she said. And I'm here for it. I'm not here for Sutton really as a whole. I'm here for Sutton, the bone collector. And I'm here for Sutton, the woman who wants truth and wants to know if she can still be seen at like a fancy black tie ball again because of her associations with Erica. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll give. I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so Kyle admits she also spoke to a lawyer because she hadn't read all of the article because it was so long, which is about the lamest thing I've ever heard. Like Kyle is trademark nosy bitch. She's always asking people questions. She's always putting her nose in, you know, whichever nose we're talking about into other people's business. And now for her to say, like, she didn't even read the whole article. Really? How do you not? How do you even resist? Like, even if it's so long, how do you not? How do you? How do you not read the whole thing? It's about somebody who you consider to be a great friend of yours. How do you not read it? So anyway, she says she spoke to a lawyer and um, Dorit also admits that she sought out counsel. (laughs) But it turns out the counsel (laughs) just meant PK and boy George. (laughs) So we get a flashback to that FaceTime that we saw last week. But I have to admit, the PK does give, like, some pretty decent advice, which is basically, Dorit, you shouldn't risk aligning yourself with Erica unless you are 100% confident and unless Erica can promise you that she's innocent. And then, I guess, Constable Boy George gets on the line and is like, oh, just thank God this isn't you, darling. And then they both, he starts laughing. (laughs) It's like, well... I mean, I guess I can't really be offended because I think he's also been in a bit of financial trouble, but damn, it's like, well, it is them now. They are in financial trouble, but you know, okay, I guess we'll move on from that. Um, So Dorit says, I don't want my support of Erica to be confused with the support of the atrocious things that have been done. And Sutton's like, you're absolutely right. Half five, Dorit half have um so then Sutton says she has some gossip spills some tea to the girls which is that apparently a decade ago um and I don't know if this was in the article or not or maybe this came out in the aftermath that she had heard 10 years ago there was a lawyer working for Girardi Keys, Tom's firm he said 
he he decided to leave the firm because his wife told him something in the milk ain't clean here something's not right it, it seems very fishy and so he decided to leave and that was 10 years ago which lends credence to the la times article which is saying that tom began his ponzi scheme a decade ago um so lisa then mentions that tom's son-in-law also left the firm recently and garcelle asks sutton do you feel like you've been told the truth sutton flat out says no Kyle asks if she believes Erica and Sutton says, I believe she's lied to us. And I think it started out with that story about the, the head injury that happened three years ago, this car accident that went from a broken ankle to all of a sudden he's passed out for 12 hours and he's in a ditch. He, Thelma and Louise himself in the back of the house. And, you know, were there, was there a, a mistress there? I don't know. Um, and Kyle did have to admit, yeah, like that is a little bit weird. And yes, there have been discrepancies in Erica's stories. Crystal mentions the fact that Erica had presented the Tom accident situation as having been, excuse me, the, the reason for Tom's like bullshit has, was a direct uh, result of his accident. But like I said earlier, it sounds like all this stuff happened or began years before three years ago. So things just don't add up. So basically all the women, except for Lisa, uh, come to the conclusion that maybe even Lisa kind of admits to it, but not, not really that basically it's undeniable that the LA times article clearly states that Tom has been in the Ponzi scheme for a decade but according to Erica and Tom's lawyers, that this has only happened as a result of the accident. Sutton says, I think that Erica and Tom's lawyers are in cahoots. And the women all seem like, wow, do you think? But to me, that's just like a duh. Like, she said she's been talking to Tom's lawyers. She, oh no, she didn't. Okay, let me back that. She did say that she had her lawyer speak to Tom's lawyers, but that doesn't mean that they weren't in cahoots either. I don't, I don't know. There's just a lot. Um, in a confessional sentence says, is it a coincidence that both Erica and Tom's attorneys have the same story? I'm just saying two plus two equals four and I'm not even good at math. <laughs> so, and the ladies kind of agree that they're going to have a hard time dealing with, being Erica's friend because this has to do with character and integrity and Sutton says she just wants to be careful in her dealings. So just to make things easier, here's where everybody's standing as of this conversation at Dorit's house. So, um, Lisa says that she fully trusts Erica and believes that she's telling the truth. Kyle says that she also believes Erica, but on the other hand, if it turned out Erica was lying, it's not like she's going to admit it anyway. Um, so kind of between a rock and a hard place. Uh, Garcelle's just kind of taking it all in, but we all know how she feels. Like she's made it very clear to us. Um, and I think Garcelle's being very smart in this moment by, listen, she and Sutton are clearly like close, their relation, they're closest to each other out of the group. Right. So they've clearly been on the same side. So there's really, I just appreciate that Garcelle's not really putting her 
two cents in and is taking in what everybody else is doing in this moment. Um, what happens? Okay. Sutton is very clearly like, I don't want to associate with Erica. I don't want to have my name in the newspaper associated with her. That's where she is. Dorit seems like she wants to side with Sutton because she's making several good points, but Dorit is trying to ride the line, but really it's kind of like a, I would say 70% on Sutton's side, 30% for uh, supporting Erica. Crystal seems to be having questions, but also... You know, she has, she has questions, and I th- she brought up something personal that I thought was really good. Um, and, yeah, then after that, Lisa starts getting ridiculous again. It's like, okay, well, everybody, did you guys believe Denise last year? And Kyle's like, well, Lisa, this is, whatever happened with Denise is child's play compared to what we're dealing with Erica right now. And she's like, no, you're right, but I know it's child's play, but do you really think that she was telling the truth? And Kyle says... Well, I just think she was trying to save her marriage. So, no. Um, So, in a confessional, Lisa says, you know, I'm going to get so much shit because I didn't have my friend Denise's back, but yet here I am supporting Erica. And, yes, like, I don't give a shit whether you like me or not. And it's like, well, good, because nobody likes you now. (laughs) So, good that you were prepared. You came prepared with that feeling because that's what you're getting, girl from everybody in the Bravo sphere. Um, Lisa goes on to say, if I thought Erica's full of shit, I would say the same thing to her. I don't know what's going on here. I need to find out. I need to let it play out and I need to see what's going to happen. So then Dorit says, I can't blindly support Erica because everything that I've known about her for the past five years is actually diametrically opposite of what's happening now. She didn't, do anything but portray to us that she had a happy marriage a loving marriage when she spoke about tom she spoke about a man who was there for the little people who was de- uh, defending them we get a flashback of tom thank fuck it wasn't that flashback of him like being like excuse me erica again um they have run that footage that clip into the ground <laughs> And this was actually flashback from last year when the girls all came to Erica's house and Erica and Lisa was wearing that same pink like suit dress um, where Tom was talking about, I don't care if a settlement is $5,000 to $500 million as long as I'm doing something good. And all the women are looking at him like adoringly, like, wow, he really is such a good guy. And look at this man who's had decades in his field and he's a champion Gosh, we're so in awe of him. Dorit goes on to say, there are $2 million that should have gone to widows and orphans that's been misappropriated. And that's sickening to me. So then, Sutton (laughs) pulls out three sheets of paper of all the receipts going on with Tom. All the victims, what they were supposed to receive, what they did receive, the burn victim male who got a $12 million settlement but only received a million dollars of that and how um, not only Tom, but Erica, I believe uh, Tom's attorney and travel agent are listed on the lawsuit for that, uh, for that lawsuit. And I believe 
later, or recently this year, it came out that that victim can go after Erica for his money if he so chooses to. And Kyle says, do you think it's hidden? Like, do you think the money's hidden? Or do you think it's all gone? And Sutton claps her hands and says, girls, he spent it. What do you think he did with all that money? Do you think he buried it somewhere? So Kyle says, do you think Erica knew about this or not? And Sutton says, I don't think that ignorance is an excuse. Now, what do we think about that? Do you think she meant that regardless of what happened, that Erica, Erica's ignorance is not an excuse? Or do we think that she meant it in the sense of she can't use ignorance as an excuse because of the money that went into her LLC. Like ignorance is not an option here. I really wonder what she meant. Um, so then she's like, I, I'm not, I don't think ignorance is an excuse. I just don't. Erica's really smart. So you got to choose. Are you going to be smart or are you going to be blissful? Listen, the bitch is making points, you know, who am I, who are me to disagree? I, I, undeniable, undeniable. Um, so after that, um, Sutton mentions that this whole mistress stuff that Erica dropped on Instagram and then quickly deleted was beneath all of them and that she doesn't appreciate that during all of this actual legal stuff that there in her mind were these like distractions and deflections with this mistress because nobody cares about him sleeping with anybody else or cheating on Erica when there's real victims at the helm of his behavior So then Kyle says a few weeks ago, she had a conversation with Erica and we get a flashback of Erica saying to Kyle, you know, when the chips are down, when things go bad, that's when you find your real friends. And I've, you know, people have dropped me, but oh, they were there in the good times. And, and Kyle's like, you know, I promise you, Erica, that I'm going to stay. But then we see Kyle in present day with the rest of the women. And Kyle says, I'll stay with you if you lost your money. If you're getting a divorce, if your husband cheated on you, but this is a very different thing. And I need to know what the truth is in regard to whether or not Erica knew if the money she was getting was supposed to be going to the victims. All the women decide they're going to ask Erica the tough questions. Kyle's going to be having a Christmas dinner at her place. And it just occurred to me, do you think Kyle's angling for a cookbook or is this like pandemic Kyle not wanting to like doing the smart thing and not hiring a bunch of help. It really seems like she's angling for some sort of lifestyle situation. And I've got my eye on her. Anyway, in a confessional, Kyle says she feels really bad that they're going to do this at her dinner. And she kind of feels like the Grinch who stole Erica's Christmas. Well, that might be Tom. Okay. And anyway, um, so next we go to Garcelle's house for dinner, Christmas dinner with her family. I don't care what anybody says. I love these scenes with Garcelle at her fan at her with her family at her home. Um, I love this journey that she's taken with her oldest son, Oliver. I love seeing him. Like, obviously we didn't see him when he was at his lowest and going through his addiction, but 
to see this journey of Garcelle and her son being able to go from those low moments to they can have a family dinner. He's with his wife. He's with his kids. He's with his stepkids and they're all happy family. She loves Oliver's wife. She's so proud of him. And she says how proud she is. And he's like, Oh man, like I'm like a real dad. Now I got diapers in my uh, pocket. Uh, And it was just, just really nice. Like I'm not even that invested in Oliver. We haven't really seen him on sca- on camera, but I'm just like I'm here for it. I'm here for Garcelle making Haitian dishes with her Christmas dinner. I'm here for her talking about how you just don't, you know, with Haitian food, you just eyeball all the recipes and all the seasonings, and you just do it till it tastes good. And just I I love that history. I want to try everything that she had that pork i can't remember what she called it grio i think looked amazing the rice and beans garcelle please invite me over to your home (laughs) or you know i'll pay for shipping on a plate okay if you want to send me a couple couple little to-go doggy bags from new york from california to new york i'll be glad to pay the shipping um I also love that Garcelle being like, I'm so in love with my kid and his kids, but you know, he's got four kids under the age of eight right now. And I can't imagine what that would be like in the uh, pandemic. And Oliver's been calling me and wishing that I lived closer and I just have to pretend like I want to be there. And I really don't, I'm happy for the distance. (laughs) So then we see Dorit getting glam. She's, you know, in her makeup chair, she decides to FaceTime with Kyle and Kyle reveals that Teddy is coming to dinner. (sighs) And at that point, like I genuinely was like, well, let me pause. Let me do my little stretches. Let me, you know, absorb the information that I just received because I wasn't ready for it. I didn't like it. I did see Teddy do some lame, uh, fucking meme where she put her head on a gnat's head to reference what Garcelle says about her later, which is like, okay, girl, she tries so hard to be funny. And I don't appreciate it. Some people just need to understand, like, not everybody's naturally funny. Not everybody can get their quips in. Not everybody's gonna say shit that lands. And that's okay. Like, just... Just... it. It's okay. Like, you don't have to force it on anybody, because... It gets weird and I, you know, like, I just don't want to have to deal with it. And also, like, I just don't want to have to deal with Teddy. Like, you were fired, girl. You know, it's like Chanel, Coco Chanel's famous saying of, before you leave the house, you take one thing off. And I just wish Kyle had taken her off of the guest list. I don't know. I'm all out. Okay? I'm all out on Teddy. (laughs) And just so you know, in real time, I had to take a pause after even just talking about Teddy coming on the screen, because like, I just have to protect my peace. I just needed a little break for a second. So we're back. We're back. Um, so when we get to Kyle's house, she's preparing for the ladies' arrival. And I just love this, like, very subtle fourth wall break where, you know, Kyle had previously earlier in the episode been talking about how she was going to be cooking everything. And, um, <laughs> So when they show the food being prepared, it's being prepared by her housekeeper and her other staff. And Kyle goes, no, like, I I don't want to, I don't want you guys, meaning the cameraman, making it seem like I didn't cook this because I did all of this. They're just helping me to baste. And in a confessional, 
Kyle says, you know, even though she's Jewish now, she still likes to celebrate Christmas and she will, she does everything for the Christmas dinner. She will cut a finger off of anybody so much, puts a pinch of salt into her food. Then Kyle starts talking about how Christmas was such a big deal in her house and how they would go out. But one day her mom went too far by having her uncle get a Santa costume and proceeding to bang on every door with his fists in the home and how it freaked her out seeing those white gloves banging on the door. <laughs> but aside from that, like Christmases were great. Um, so then Gar- Garcelle is the first one to arrive She's like, is everybody coming? Obviously meeting Erica. And Kyle's like, I think so. She didn't say that she wasn't coming. And then Kyle starts talking about how hard it is because she wants to be there for Erica. But she also needs to ask her these questions. And Garcelle makes a good point of, okay, but we're going to ask her these real questions. But let's put it like this. You ask your friend if they're cheating on their partner. Are they going to say yes immediately? And Kyle's like, no. (laughs) Probably not, but then she says, greed can bring out the worst in people. That's the other thing. Woo! Woo! So now I'm, like, a little bit confused about what's going on with Kyle, because last week I was like, maybe she's just saying these things in the confessional, and we all know the confessionals were filmed after they film, but she's really been sowing the seeds of confusion uh, in the time of filming so i don't know i don't know she's really riding the fence in a way that annoys me but not as much as it annoys me when dorit does it why is that (sighs) so teddy arrives second and a producer asks garcelle in a confessional what's your deal with teddy and garcelle says i don't know she's kind of like annoying like a little gnat (laughs) and then she just starts laughing (laughs) I love that when Garcelle reads somebody and like Garcelle's very much like me where I think she says things before she speaks and it's not like she's stupid. It's like maybe if she had thought more for a second, she would have been slightly less shady, but Hey, tell the truth and shame the devil. And then you just have to laugh because it's like, well, that's true. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't call her a nap, but I did. And that's funny to me. The rest of the ladies start streaming in, including Kathy, who says she's a little bit discombobulated and, you know, she's like feeling dramatic, like she's going to have a horse. She's going to have a gorilla. And the producer's like, what does have a gorilla mean? She's like, oh, you know, just like extra. And then, you know, those things, I don't know if everybody heard this when they were growing up, but, and I don't know who I heard this from. (laughs) Don't even know that my my mom would even know what a psychedelic is. But you used to hear that like old wives tale of if you do acid, then or you do mushrooms, then there's like a part of your spine or something that contains those drugs in your body for the rest of your life. So if you do enough psychedelics, you can like do, do a spinal tap or something. It was something that like you could have trips based on past trips that you had because your body stores that stylus of it or whatever. I don't know. But I felt like, Oh, am I having like an acid flashback right now? Because Kathy's talking about the gorillas and the chickens. And then it turns into like a seamless transition into Kim Richards, her sister from years ago, (laughs) 
just talking about chickens. And she's snapping and she's like, hey, it's, it's my chicken, my chicken. What was that? It came out of nowhere. And I appreciated it. But I was confused. <laughs> I think it's just the through line is that these Richard sisters just say whatever the fuck they want. And I know Kathy's not technically a Richards, but you know what I mean. Um, so anyway, Lisa keeps defending Erica. She says, you know, Erica's going to get a lot of questions and she's not going to be able to answer them because we're talking about a legal situation here. Lisa and Erica have been talking, right? I don't know. Because Erica genuinely seemed surprised later to find out that they had all gotten together. But I, or maybe Kyle and Lisa have been talking behind, I that's definitely been happening. I don't, what is Lisa thinking, you guys? Like, Lisa's been on the wrong side of history for several seasons now. Maybe all the seasons that she's been on, but like at first it was entertaining, but now I'm just like, this is unwell and it's annoying. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm confused about what it is she's doing even now, even now. Um, do you think that Lisa genuinely feels like, okay, if there's a chance, like, do you think she's throwing a Hail Mary pass and it's just like, if there's a chance in hell that Erica, it comes out that she had nothing to do with it, that she's completely innocent, that like, I'm going to be the one who was like, oh, I told you so. I'm going to be the one who was right. I'm going to be the capital G good capital F friend. And I'm going to be the winner. Is it worth that risk? I don't think so. As soon as Kyle starts talking about lawsuits, Erica walks in the house. As soon as she enters, the vibes were off, right? Like something wasn't right. Erica's energy was giving very strange, stressed out, dark, which who can blame her? It was just like, damn, this is very palpable. Just jumping off the screen. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Green. Um, so all the ladies sit down in the living room. <laughs> Sutton and Garcelle are sitting next to each other. And Sutton whispers to Garcelle, um, did you say hi to Erica? And Garcelle's like, well, she winked at me. But no, like we didn't officially say hi to each other. And Sutton's like, 
do you think we should say something? She's like, no, because we're all sitting down. Like, that would be very awkward <laughs> at this point. And, of course, we know that Garcelle's not spoken to Erica since Erica flipped out on her and La Quinta. So, then Sutton asks, Garcelle, are you going to be nervous, like, talking to Erica? And Garcelle's like, no. It's going to be awkward, but I'm not afraid. This, I think, was the scene of the moment for me where the women are getting their food, but the only people that are left, like, it's buffet style. And so the only people who are left at the buffet are Kyle and Erica. Everybody else has sat down. <clears throat> and Erica thanks Kyle for being supportive. And Kyle says, you know, I'm just not, I'm not just here for you for the good times. And in a confessional, Erica says, you know, Erica just seems really low at this point. And to see her like that makes me feel bad because I want to be able to support her. But I also want to be able to support her with a clear conscience. And then it was just poetry to me because <laughs> Kyle knows what Erica's about to walk into. And so she's pledging her like devotion and loyalty as a friend to her. Like, I'm always going to have your back as she's literally walking to the table where she knows Erica is about to be interrogated by at least half of the table. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm leading you to your stabbing. And she knew it. That's so funny. And so when Kyle walks away from the table, or walks away from the buffet to the table and says, oh, this is awkward spice. Can we get her to like stop with the Spice Girls references? <laughs> We're all, so many years have passed. So many years. Could we get like a Little Mix reference? Uh, um, I, somebody, anybody else? Another girl group. Another girl group in this time. Anybody help us. Um, or nothing. Nothing would also be a great option. Anyway, at the table, Kyle does a toast. She thanks Erica for coming. And Kyle says, oh, do you ever wake up and just think, like, gosh, I feel like I'm in a dream. And <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, Kyle. Erica's like, yeah, all of this is happening in real time. I'm just so tired. I'm so overwhelmed. And Dorit's like, gosh, you must be so blindsided by everything that's coming out, right? Like, because you don't know and you didn't know anything, but that would be why you're blindsided. And Erica clears her throat and is like, <clears throat> yeah, and there's more coming. What, what was with the voice? What was with the deep voice? That's how we know her vo the voice always gives it away. Jinx, Jinx part two, Jinx part two, no burping, but we're getting into our lower registers. <laughs> She at this point is like a like an alto, not even, not an alto, like a what's after alto? I don't know. I'm moving on. Um, so Sutton says, "Have you have you truly been blindsided, or do you have some sort of like? I mean, it just means seems like you could get information before it hits the press." And Erica says, "I do not have access to lawsuits before they hit the press." Then Sutton says, well, I think the reason why I felt this way is because you left La Quinta before that LA Times article came out, like the day before, and it just kind of seems like you must have known that. Um, we all read the article. The timeline is confusing to me. And, um, you know, uh, Crystal, who, by the way, showed up and showed out. Her dress was amazing. She said that Rob picked it out. She had the 
the girls out happy in nests or whatever crystal refers to as her titties um they were out they were popping her makeup was good it was really really nice everybody looked really nice and of the season except for teddy who was like she dressed like she was going to coachella everybody else was in like holiday wear but that that's neither here nor there um so then crystal says She's feeling some type of way about what's happening and the timeline of it all because she had had like a sisterhood moment, a connection with Erica because Erica had basically heavily hinted that um, Tom has been suffering from some sort of mental decline. Her father had Alzheimer's and for her to like be vulnerable and share that, she's now like what's going on because you made it really seem like all of this stuff was happening as a result of a mental decline that happened as a result of Tom's accident three years ago. But the article saying that these things have been happening for years prior to that accident. So what's, what's good girl. What's good. Erica says she doesn't know. She just knows what she's seen in the last three or four, almost four years. And then Sutton says, okay, well, the burn victim thing happened 10 years ago. And Erica says, yeah, but that's just recently being litigated. Well, it's like, we all watch The Housewife and The Hustler. It's only recently being litigated because Tom had been convincing them that they were going to get the money and it was just all wrapped up and girl, girl. Erica says she's not answering any questions about that. And then Dorit's like, well, nobody's looking to pry. And, you know, I understand. And, you know, it's just not, excuse me. And then Garcelle says, okay, let me go back. Dorit says she's not looking to pry, that they all understand the situation. Garcelle turns to her and says, well, that's not what she said the other day. Woo! Thank you. This is the moment that we find out why Dorit and Garcelle will... Dorit specifically is not fucking with Garcelle. This is why Dorit has been very wrongfully saying that she thought like the most fake person on the cast was Garcelle because Garcelle called her the fuck out because Dorit was trying to pussy pop her way out of uh, all of her very strong stances from two days ago and now she's trying to get away with it and Garcelle is not letting her have it iconic moment give her the center diamond next year she deserves the editors give us a flashback of dorit at this erica meeting talking about how there were two million dollars in misappropriated funds how it's sickening to her back of the table garcelle says yeah that's not what you said the other night the camera's cameras flash to erica and she's clearly like what other night like finally picking up that something happened that she doesn't know about these were thank god to that cameraman because erica's reactions were gold i loved it you could tell that the rug just got ripped out from under her and she was quickly trying to piece together what was happening so she could then be two steps ahead and try to chest you know bobby fisher her way out of this situation So Dorit looks at Garcelle and says, let me finish. And in a confessional, Garcelle says, I don't remember Dorit being all that supportive when we were having our sister circle moment. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Dorit says, first of all, let me explain that we all met the other day. Erica, again, is like, her eyes are darting back and forth. Like, you know, those old um, Felix the Cat clocks? Like, what's going on? What did you guys do? What the fuck is happening? Uh, Gar- uh, excuse me. Um, Dorit goes on to say, you know, Sutton. Sutton asked for us to get together. Not putting any sort of responsibility on herself, just putting it all on Sutton. I see you, girl. I see exactly what you're doing. Sutton's like, the reason I wanted to talk to everybody is to see where we all were on this. And Erica's like, oh, so it was like a committee to see if you guys support me or not. And all the women are like, no, 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 no. That's not what it was, except for Garcelle. And then in a confessional, Erica says, so what did you guys decide on what questions to ask me and where the holes are in the stories and what you read in the LA Times and what you heard around town? Like, is this a grand jury? What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Yeah, girl. Like, (laughs) did you think that they were just going to be like, what did you think was going to happen, Erica? This is a price that you pay for continuing to be on a show with people when you're going through this shit. Like, of course, they don't want to be associated with any of this, like, legal stuff. Duh. Did you honestly think that you were on a show called Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and that after a credible news source wrote a whole slew of words <laughs> a whole article a whole expose about your ex-husband and what you could possibly have how you could have possibly been in on this you think that they're not going to talk you think you've been around these women and you thought for one second that they weren't going to call a meeting behind your back Do you think that they were just going to let you skate through and go through the rest of the season and not have a single question and just let you weep for the rest of the season and, and speak in this like cat on a hot tin roof accent that you've developed? Are you serious? Here's the thing, y'all. And I know it's a hard thing to take. Nobody wants to take an L. Nobody wants to do that. But here's the thing. You make a choice. You make a choice that Erica has made to continue to film a show where the sole purpose of the show is for everybody to talk through things and to talk shit about people, to talk shit about behind their back, ask people to own it, blah, 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 rah, rah, rah. What? You have to understand that you're going to have to take an L you have to understand that people are going to have questions. You have to understand that people are going to ask you if you were involved in it. Like, I'm sorry. What what did you think? People don't want to be associated with somebody on their cast doing a bunch of fucked up shit to burn victims and orphans and widows. Of course they're going to have a meeting. Girl. Ugh. Anyway. Sutton says that she doesn't think that Erica had anything to do with what Tom's law firm was doing. And Erica says, I have no access to any of that. Sutton says, I don't think you do. I just want to make sure that we, and then Erica cuts her off and says, what? We're addressing allegations that were in an LA times article. And then when Sutton says, no, she laughs. So Sutton says, I just want to make sure that we have as much knowledge. And then Lisa cuts her off and says, I don't think we do. And then Kyle chimes in, chimes in and 
it's like, well, this is a very different stance from when we spoke. So now Kyle and Lisa are angling to go after Sutton because they feel like she's not being as honest with Erica in the moment as she was with the rest of the ladies um, at that meeting that she called. So they are like, oh, Sutton, now you need to be honest about what you ha- what you said on Saturday night. And you need to sit- tell Erica exactly what you said. And, you know, especially because you said that if Erica walked through that door right then and there, that you would say the exact same things that you told all the other ladies. And Sutton says, well, I to- spoke to an attorney. And Erica's like, you talked to an attorney about me? And Sutton says, of course I did. And Garcelle says, yeah, but to be clear, she's not the only one who talked to an attorney. That's a good friend. That's a good friend. Call it out. Like if Lisa and Kyle are going to be like, oh, Sutton, you need to be more honest. Then Garcelle needs to point the fingers back at you guys and say, you guys need to be more honest. Dorit and Kyle, because y'all also sought, uh, sought out other counsel. So Erica looks at everybody at the table and says, who else got a legal opinion? Silence. Finally, Dorit says that she spoke to PK about it. And Erica's like, okay, well, what did he say? And Dorit says, well, he said that by no means would they, their family, be legally in trouble or responsible for whatever happened, which is not exactly a supportive thing towards Erica, but okay. Um, Then Dorit says, clearly you understand that we're dragged into this, whether we might like it or not. And then there was more of a pause. And then Kyle says, well, I spoke to Faye's husband. He is an attorney just to have him break down that LA article, LA times article to me. And he said that it was very likely that Erica had nothing to do with what was going on with her husband's business. Did we see her say that at the dinner or at the meeting? No, she didn't, but okay. Erica says, yeah, that's true. She had nothing to do with and no knowledge of what went on. So then Sutton says, I just wanted to make sure I was protecting yourself. And Erica's like, protecting yourself how? So Kyle tells Sutton, you need to be more clear about what you said on Saturday. And Sutton's like, okay, well, specifically, what what do you want me to be more clear about, Kyle? So Kyle says, well, you were worried about your reputation, to which Sutton says, yeah, of course. Erica turns to Sutton and says, wait a minute. And Sutton says, that's just me, like, me being worried about my reputation. That's just a me thing. That's not you. It's like, well, yeah, it is you. <laughs> it is Erica. But you, cause you said that you didn't really want to be around her. So like, yeah, it is a you thing that you're worried about it, but it's also like a genuine concern that you, okay. So she is trying to get out of it a little bit. And I don't appreciate that because she should have gone as hard to her face as she did to the other woman. So then Erica says, are you guys really that afraid of me? And Sutton says, no. But then Lisa says, I don't think that you don't believe that Erica's not involved though. And so Sutton says, okay, well, there is a $20 million elephant in the room. Why is the paper saying that there are $20 million that went to your LLC? And so Erica says nothing. And then Kyle says, well, the obvious question is, what did you know about this? And Erica says, what do you think? (laughs) And Kyle says, as your friend, I don't think that you did. And Erica says, no, I did not. But everybody else, everybody was saying, like, taking the onus off of herself. Like, did you know where the money was coming from? Like, 
did this 20 million come over time? Was it a lump sum? That's the biggest question. And Erica says, well, that's another question as well that we'll uncover. (laughs) And Kyle says, okay. So Garcelle says in a confessional that Erica's responses seem very surface to her and she doesn't really seem angry at Tom. Like, yeah, you love him, but at the same time, he's being implicated in things that are really, really bad. And she hasn't seen any anger towards Tom. <laughs> she says, I need Perry Mason or somebody to try to explain this to me. I agree. I saw a couple of people who like disagreed with this, but they're right. Like it's more than is maybe it's not more than that, but it's like, why at this point, I think the question that everybody's been asking is why, has she not expressed any sort of anger for his, the allegations against him? Why has she not expressed, you know, everything's been very focused on what she's lost, where she is now in her life and how she's having to start all over and learn what a bank account is and do her own makeup and pat her own puss. And, you know, why is there, why is she not until just now saying anything about what Tom has done? So Sutton continues to say she herself has several LLCs and that you would think that if you saw $20 million going into your account, that you would question that. But Erica says that she was kept away from the books. Sutton says, even your own LLC, that would make me insane. And Erica says, what did? And so Dorit says, when you read these headlines, it's really hard to digest the orphans and widows part of it. It makes you feel sick. So then Erica says, that one of the lawyers asked her where the money was and she said, go ask Tom. And then she says that she didn't know about this like 50 million, $80 million that Tom said that he had in cash, but now doesn't. And, um, she says, you know, to trying to be like a little bit, give a little bit of a jab to Sutton, you know, that was in the article that you so very carefully read the LA times times article. And Sutton's like, well, I'm sorry that I read it. And Erica says, you don't need to be sorry. My point is that I didn't know that. No one knows the answer to that, but Tom. So then Lisa says, well, where did the $80 million go? Or where does $80 million go? And Erica says, yeah, I need somebody to explain that to me. That's a question that only he can answer. And Dorit says, I want to say that most, if not everybody here, believes very much, not only in your innocence, but that you're going to come out of this. And Erica says, but I haven't been accused of anything. (laughs) So there's really nothing for me to come out of. And and she's like, well, right. Like, I just think it's a matter of what you knew. And, you know, if you were complicit, I mean, you know, it's, you know, (laughs) you've gotten attached to this. And Erica says, that the words like complicit are not cool. It's not cool to read people saying it. It's not cool to hear her friends say it to her. And it's not nice to repeat what you heard because it's not true. You know, it's not true. And then Dorit starts to backtrack in a confessional Sutton says that she's a little bit disappointed in Dorit because at the meeting two days earlier, she, you know, they, she felt like they were simpatico but Dorit has really softened and maybe it's because she's got a weak backbone. (laughs) So Teddy chimes in. You don't even go here, but Teddy chimes in and says, 
everybody's making it about them when that's not the problem. And here's the thing. A big portion of the people at this table have had lawsuits. The camera flashes right to Dorit. <laughs> and then Teddy goes on to say, you know, it has nothing to do with anybody unless there's, it's directly affecting them. And if you think Erica's lying, that's the issue. But, like, we don't know. And until somebody tells me something else, I just have to believe that Tom is an asshole and that you didn't know. So, Teddy and Erica are friends, right? She's really doing a lot of we for somebody whose contract was null and void. That's all I have to say about that. I, I just, like, Teddy's... There's a lot of you and me when, like, you weren't... You're not here. You... Should just be lucky that you're sitting at this table, okay? Much less that you have a mic pack on. Anyway, so then Sutton says, okay, I'm going to ask another question. Have you had any conversations with any attorneys about the LA Times article and how to navigate through it? And Erica says no. So Dorit has suddenly found some sort of moral high ground. And it's like, I just don't think that we should be asking any questions about what Erica has spoken about with her attorney. Like, it just makes me very uncomfortable. Garcelle's rolling her eyes. And in a confessional, she says, you know, Dorit had a lot of stuff to say when she was at that meeting. But now that Erica's around, it's like 180% turnaround. I support you. And like, and I'm, I'm feeling with you. Lisa and Dorit... First of all, Kyle's so lucky that Lisa and Dorit are there because Kyle would be getting a lot more flack if she wasn't. Because Kyle is talking out of both sides of her mouth as well. How does she always get away with this? It's Lisa. It's because Lisa's so much worse that Kyle gets away with it. Oh, God bless her. Kyle must be thanking her lucky stars every day for Lisa Rinna because... She can be messy, but Lisa will always be messier. So Garcelle, oh, she brings some fucking heat. She did something that nobody could say anything about. Erica could not deny it. She finally got Erica to talk about the victims. And she tells a story that is just like, well, nobody can come back from this, can you? I don't want to say that it was brilliant because it came from like a very heartbreaking personal story of her family member, but it was a brilliant thing to do. It was so necessary. It was so necessary because without that, I don't think Erica would have ever not in this episode or for the rest of the season. What I don't think Erica would have ever said anything about the victims um, in a, in a direct or even indirect way. So Garcelle says, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, as I usually am. I don't know if you knew or not, but my sister had a kidney transplant. It went wrong. She had a lawyer who basically did the same thing that Tom is, that are being alleged of Tom. She's been trying to get her money from it. She had been in good faith thinking that this man was just like delay, 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 and that there was nothing untoward about it. And here's the thing. So what if Tom did was absolutely true, then fuck Tom, because I personally knows what it feels like to have for somebody who's waiting for compensation for something that they went through. 
And in that moment, Erica knew she could not, there was nothing she could say. Not one thing she could say. And she had to concede that that was not a good thing that Tom did. Ugh. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So finally, Erica discusses the lawsuits. And she says, what's being alleged is terrible and that Tom will have to pay a price for that, I think, if in fact that is what happens, happened. And then she says, I think what happened to Tom is that he's not mentally capable and he has sole control of his firm and I think that it got away from him. So I think what we're dealing with is a man who has diminished capacity, he's in control, and he's not doing the right thing. Because if you stole the money, I'd like to know where that is. That's the truth. Um, I mean, I feel like we can tell you where the money went, girl. The money went into that Cartier Panther ring. The money went into the two private jets. The money went into the multiple homes. The money went into him taking care of his mistresses. The money went into Erica Jane, EJ Global LLC. The money went into, um, your music career, the videos, the wardrobe, the cars, Mikey, Glam Team, shoes, bags, hair. <laughs> what do you, you, you'd like to know where you, look at your closet. And that's where the money went. <laughs> look at all the clothes you were trying to sell before the, the feds had to stop you. That's where the money went. <laughs> what do you mean, girl? Good acting, but not good enough. Dorit and Lisa start talking about how much they love and care for Erica. And Garcelle's like, what is this, a competition? <laughs> and then she turns to Kathy and is like, no, really, it's like just a competition of who loves her the most and who's going to be there for her. And Kathy says, yeah, and who's known her longer. Kathy, my, my good bitch, Kathy Hilton. <laughs> I know, I know. We've had some rough moments. But this is, these are things that we should have come to expect, Right. You have to expect a little bit of problematic from our housewives. Kathy is also being very brilliant in this moment. She's staying out of it. She said last week, I don't know her. And she's saying this week, and I'm not trying to. Okay. <laughs> Garcelle says, you know, I guess some people are here to support you more than others, but ultimately the victims are the most important thing. You'll always be okay. 
And so Erica says, yeah, you know, the victims do need to be taken care of. And Garcelle says, well, that's where I'm coming from. And Erica says, of course. And that's where everybody's coming from. And okay, Garcelle says, well, I haven't heard that. <laughs> so Dorit, start, Dorit and Lisa start puffing out their chest and say that, you know, they said it a hundred times at that meeting. And Kathy very wisely says, first, it's the victims and their families. And Erica says, yeah, I'm not worried about myself. And, you know, I've just lasted all of this. And those people are owed their money. But we need to see what this man did. And Sutton says, do you think we'll ever know? And before Erica answers, Kathy says, they'll get to it. And she nods very firmly. <laughs> Woo! Kathy's not so dumb anymore, is she? Erica does some manipulative speech about how she appreciates the support and I don't expect anybody to hold my hand. And I have a long road ahead of me. And those who want to be my friends, I thank you. And for those, it's too much for you and you'd be more comfortable away. I, I certainly understand and I, and I respect that too. In a confessional, producers say to Erica, you've been unbelievably strong so far. Do you feel like you've been strong? <clears throat> oh, to be a producer. To, it must be so difficult to have a relationship with these people on both like a personal and professional level. Also have your opinions and manage to stay kind of on the fence, but also you have to do this dance where you I mean I'm putting a lot on this producer and I'm just assuming that they think it's bullshit like I do maybe they don't <laughs> maybe they are genuinely like a Lisa Rinna style team uh, Erica on this whole situation my thing is do if they don't and I feel like in some respect at least one of the producers has to feel like this is bullshit do we have to ask her these questions that are like manipulating her into thinking that you support her and in order to get her to be honest that's just got to be so hard it's got to be so difficult so erica says you know i don't know that i've been strong but you know i've just been trying to put one foot in front of the other and you know i'm not gonna do myself any favors if i just work myself up into a hysterical place i just need to be calm and work through all of this Dorit starts some bullshit at the table about, you know, I'm going to be praying for you and praying that all of this happens quickly it's for, for for strength and, and wisdom or whatever. And okay, girl, Kyle says that she feels bad that they had to ask questions. And Kathy's like, well, it's good practice. woman who cannot tell the difference between her own white sister and a black woman <laughs> she sees right through this like oh girl get ready because you're going to be getting questions like this from the da from the from the stand take this in girl and figure out your story because it's not this one's not great um anyway kyle's like gets the ladies to break and says well we're gonna have a dessert in the other room so they all go to the next room and before they all sit down, Sutton turns to Dorit and's like, um, kind of seems like you were trying to throw me under the bus. Like, is that what you were doing? And Dorit says no, and Sutton says, well, you had the same feelings as me, and it just kind of feels like tonight 
everybody was acting like they didn't feel that way and it was just me. So in a confessional sentence says, I just feel a little bit set out, set up, and I wonder if maybe the group got together again without me and decided to rally on the side of Erica. Yeah. I Here's what I think happened. I think, I mean, we all know Lisa has made a stance and she is sticking there, okay? I think Lisa obviously has been paying attention to whatever happened or wherever Buddy's opinion lies on Erica. And I think she put a group chat, she made a group chat of the people who who she thought would be most likely to fold. (laughs) And those people were Kyle and Dorit. Clearly Kyle feels guilty. Dorit feels guilty. They've both backtracked on how they were when Sutton called that meeting. And yeah, I do think that there was a conversation had where Sutton or where Lisa was probably like, Oh fuck Sutton. She's going to throw her under the bus. Like she's going to be evil and let her be the villain. Let her be the villain and let us be the good guys and let her, you know, let's hang her out to dry. I fully believe that an additional conversation happened. You're telling me that Dorit and Kyle are constantly calling each other in glam before their events and that they haven't had a conversation between the two days since this group meeting and her dinner impossible impossible um so Sutton says these girls man they got me (laughs) and Erica decides to leave the party early Sutton gives her a little gift from one Georgia peach to the next but we don't see what that gift was and um, she says, you know, I'm just, they're just tough situations all around. You can smell the cowards a mile away. And I don't know if the rats are leaving the ship or if I'm leaving the rats. It's basically like I'm leaving the situation, not knowing who's on my side, or what's happening. Mm, and I love that. She, she should feel uncertain. She should feel nervous and she should feel um, like she doesn't know which way is up. I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like she deserves that because frankly, like you're putting everybody in the situation. I don't believe for one second that she, that all of these things just happened at once. And it was just some grand coincidence that universe handed down to fuck over Erica. I don't believe that for one second. I clearly, I mean, she's admitted as much that she knew that Tom is in a significant mental decline since this alleged accident. So it's just so much, you guys. It's just so much. <laughs> so I'm loving it. I, I just feel like if she's putting her the rest of her cast members in a position where they have to say something about this, then she deserves to be questioned. Because it is her reputation. In some way, and it may seem like not that important, but you don't want to be seen palling around with somebody who's been living high on the hog off of victims' money that should have been going to people who really deserved it. That's a bad look, period. And it doesn't really matter to a lot of people whether they knew or not. Like, do you think it's going to matter to a bunch of people if Sutton 
didn't know about this, there are always going to be people who are talking. She clearly lives in a, a world that I'm not familiar with where people do judge you on shit like that. They don't want to be associated with bad stuff. And that is completely fair. That's completely fair. You don't want to be the friend of the person who's, you've been riding around in her fancy new whip that should have been going to this dude's uh, medical care for his burned skin. It's a bad look. And so, yeah, hashtag slutting for justice. We're seeing queen shit out of Garcelle. Even I, who was an immediate Garcelle stan, didn't think that she could reach these heights. And that's my bad. Because she has now exceeded my expectations. And she's an untouchable to me. She's untouchable. And God bless her. God bless everyone. Except for Tom Girardi. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye.